0: Welcome to The Neighbor Next Door, a podcast about the power and importance of neighboring. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson. And as usual, uh, during this COVID season, I am joined on the Zoom front porch by my colleague in neighboring, Adam Barlow-Thompson.
1: Hey, good neighbors. I hope you're enjoying your quarantine life and listening to lots of podcasts on the way. Um, We are excited to come to you again this week uh, and rehash uh, an episode that we released two weeks ago about a new thing that we're trying called The Gappers. And so, um, Matt, why don't you give them an overview of
0: what that means? Okay. So we arrived at this idea of gappers because we were just naming amongst ourselves this space that we find ourselves in um, where there was the old normal um, before coronavirus and we were all like super busy and doing a million things and spread really thin and then we went to sheltering in place um, which we've now been doing for a couple of months and like not doing much like having a lot of free time having time with family Uh, doing yard work and projects and just this like a big shift in life. Um, And in the midst of that, you know, certainly asking questions about, okay, what comes next? What does the new normal look like? And I say new normal because many of us, and I've heard other folks name this, we don't want to go back to the way that things were. Um, but we're also not exactly sure what the future, what what we want the future to be. And uh, so there's this gap between the old normal and the new normal that we find ourselves standing in. And uh, so we tasked Christopher, uh, who uh, edits our podcast, we gave him the task of creating a page on our website and beginning to invite people to be a part of just a network of gappers
1: yeah so the gappers then become kind of a a community of experimenters who are trying to uh wrestle with these that that place between what we knew before a global pandemic and where we're at now and where we want to be in the future and that this community of experimenters then is gathering in in several ways so one of them is if you go to neighboringmovement.org gapper you can sign up there and be a part of our um, email notifications where we're going to be hoping to gather some of these people in groups um, through a zoom call where we can talk and have encouragement and also then have kind of you know conversations around what what it's like and then we also created a facebook group and the facebook group has already been a great place for us to um, start having conversation with people who have this same desire within them and so let me just read you because here's the things that our listeners will know is that matt's not the most internet savvy guy so he's been trying to fax some things to the facebook group (laughs) (laughs) they haven't shown up yet,
0: so um, you're not. I, I mean, I'm. I fax, I fax Facebook every day. <laughs> Dear Facebook, here are my thoughts, and they're not getting those. No, those okay. I
1: haven't seen them yet. So, <sighs> oh, um, wow. but we. So we just asked people on the Gappers Facebook group to introduce themselves uh, and then kind of tell us. One of the questions was, "What do you like? What do you hope the new normal will look like?" And some of the themes that came out of that was this overwhelming desire. People really want the new normal to not be so busy. That would be one, I think, probably one of the most, um, the ones that came up most often was that the pace of life is was out of control before COVID. And people noticed that when they were forced to stay at home. Um, some of the other things people brought up were the way that, organizations structure leadership and making it more of a flat, shared leadership instead of having one person kind of be in charge. Um, There was uh, several comments about prioritizing not only my time, but who I spend my time with. And so be, because of this people spent more time with their families people have interacted with their neighbors more because their neighbors are the only ones that are around right so um so those have been some of the things that have come up and and it's really a reprioritizing around like especially like the way we understand our ourselves as um professionals and career people you know and how much time we give to our work uh, i mean i'm among the people who've said wow, I went to work eight hours a day and now I'm working at home and I finish everything in four hours. So what the heck was I doing with all my time beforehand? I'm not really sure. So one of the other things we asked the people in the group was to define like some of the gaps that they're noticing. And this is where it gets a little bit it gets a little bit strange and I think it's where we could use some clarity. And that's one of the things we want to try to offer today. But Mm -hmm. we, we, as Matt and I were thinking about what the gap is, we, as we often do, tried to find a metaphor Mm -hmm. and help describe it. Cause that is one way that is helpful to learn things. And so the metaphor that, that I, that came to my mind was the metaphor of doing like a home renovation project, um, (laughs) which for me usually entails calling somebody and paying them to do it. <laughs> right. Because I don't want to do it. Like it's a ton of work and it's hard. And, and um, But there's this moment before a home renovation project that just feels like possibility and it's yes. like excitement. And there's like this, you know, oftentimes you're fixing something in your house that like you've kind of been dealing with for a while and you're just excited to not have to deal with it anymore. Mm-hmm. So you you're, you dive into it, and you have this this ideal in your head of what the completed project will look like, right? Right. So that now we're starting to see the gap. There's yes. the the place you were and the place you want to be, but the reality is that in the middle of that, it's just like all this work, and like <laughs> oftentimes the work like is two steps forward and three steps back because you realize to fix this thing, I actually have to fix these four things first. Mm. Um, and there's, if I don't know, not many people are more, um, more perfectionist than I am and more detailed than I am. But for me, there's always a moment in a home renovation project where I'm like, okay, so what are the corners that we could cut? <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> Can we do that now? Because I'm really tired of all this. My house is a mess. We've been living in kind of this, you know, in-between land forever. Can we just, like, not paint some of the baseboards? Could we go ahead and, like, (laughs) get over some of those finishing touches and just not do them? Yes. And that's that's the gap. Is like that uncomfortable place before you get to where you want to go but you also aren't can't go back necessarily. Once yeah. you start a mini projects, you can't really go back, right? <laughs> right. And and in the end, like if you do skip those little things, like you know you finish the project and then like six months later you're going, well, great, like, <laughs> I've got, yeah. right? You know, I've just got another thing that it looks unfinished and not, or I, it's not functioning in the way that it's supposed to now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I think this whole your the the whole home remodeling analogy is so appropriate because it, typically when you're doing your own like do-it-yourself kind of project, mm-hmm. it's it's not like you actually have those skills or that you've ever done that before, which right. is very much um, hello. It's a pandemic. Like <laughs> none of us have ever rebuilt a society after a pandemic right yeah and so like we're all kind of looking at the toolbox going well what do we yeah. have how do we do this and so and the, but yeah
1: my struggle is always like i also have a usually high have very like strict budget about how much i can spend on the project Ooh. yeah you know so there's like mm-hmm. I, there's a low ceiling for failure because yes. if i mess up and i like have to blow a bunch of cash on something that i don't have money for then it's like i'm screwed so yeah, yeah. So yeah. that that's just all that's so stressful. This is I don't know that I want to be a gabber. This is terrible. <laughs>
0: right? Right. Well, let me let me just make you feel even more afraid, Adam. Okay, um good, good. <laughs> so but <laughs> no, this this I'm going to I'm going to help land this, I think, in a way that's positive. friends Lauren and Daniel in the neighborhood uh recently bought a house um that had sat empty and and they were able to buy it at auction and they just wanted to fix it up so it'd be someplace that that people could move into the neighborhood which is awesome um and uh so but this particular house has been used as a rental for many years it's been pretty neglected And uh, so they, you know, they really jumped into it like, hey, let's, let's, let's not just paint it, right? Like, yeah, let's, let's really dig in and see what's wrong with the core of this house. right? Right. And so and I think like, kind of, you know, when you were talking about, like, do we cut corners by like not painting all the baseboards? Like, no, no, this project's way messier than that right
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is this is way bigger than that problem yeah
0: yeah yeah so because this house which is 100 years old um you know right away you could see that you could actually see daylight through the floor Mm. into the outside where the wall and the floor had pulled apart um Mm. and so there were
1: much about houses but that
0: is not good
1: I know that
0: is not good. <laughs> right. I don't even have to look that up online to know that that's bad. Yeah. Um, so so what's really wrong is um, that the foundation is wrong. The, the foundation uh, has shifted, right? Oh now, my God, what a great metaphor for life right now. <laughs> it, it's so great, right? So this house, I think so much like our society, where we've all kind of been walking through the house for a while going like, you know, that gap in the floor, that's probably not good, right? <laughs> but also, we're so busy Yeah, that we're never like, well, let's dig out the side of the house and see what's really wrong.
1: Right. And we have incorporated a myth that like, there's no real time or energy or money to do that kind of work. Right. So if we want to make an improvement, buy a coat of paint and shut
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that's it. That's your option. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so what's happened is Lauren has done a ton of work. She's dug out this foundation um, to expose it and like, and now trying to figure out what to do next. Um, but, you know, I, there's a lot here. Like, so one of the, one of the foundational walls has shifted, but mm-hmm. five of the walls foundations have not Well, just burn it down. (laughs) Right, right. No, that's not gapper. That's not. Oh, oh. okay. (laughs) No, so it's like, so I think we have to, I think part of this, the tension that we want to hold is to say like, don't burn the house down, right? We've got to fix this foundation. Yeah. But there's still redeeming aspects to the house, right? Like it's is finding what's still worth keeping and repairing what's got to be repaired and, right. you know, trying to do things differently. So, um, so that's one piece of this, I just think is where this analogy is so helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and then the other piece that I think is so important is if Lauren was going to try to do this entire renovation by herself, mm-hmm. that would be a terrible idea. I mean, she's very, very skilled, but what a horrible project to undertake all alone, right? Yeah.
1: And I mean, even if you are skilled, like there's literally just parts of it you can't do on your own. Yeah, yeah. They're not one person jobs. Fixing a foundation, you know, Mm -hmm. is not a one person job.
0: That's right, that's right. So, but if Lauren reached, and this is what she's been doing, you know, reaching out to her network of people. And saying, hey, can people, you know, can you help me out here or there? Incidentally, the whole project is, you know, obviously on hold right now because of coronavirus. But but
1: it has been amazing to watch her. And it's been partially out of the network of neighbors that we've built that she's then found connections of people who have more knowledge or more time or more skill that she could then use to help make this happen. And so that's. Just reinforcing, like the all of the things that we talk about in this podcast all the time, that mm-hmm. your intentional creating of social fabric in your neighborhood, and because she's done that, some of those projects even then become like more accessible and more more affordable and more you know all of those things that you want. So
0: yes, absolutely, and and so what we're hoping is that the the Gapper Network right just becomes another example of that. Right, right of of a group of people who are saying, "Okay, the foundation is crap uh, right. on this side of the house. I don't want to burn the house down, but also I can't fix the foundation alone."
1: Yeah, right? and the gappers. There's two things that happen for the gappers. One is that they they welcome the discomfort of that, mm-hmm. and they're willing to live in it. Yeah, and then there's kind of this magic that happens when that when they do that, uh-huh. that as that happens and they incorporate their their net, their community into it the work itself becomes redeeming yeah and it's like the work becomes you know the thing that helps then create that new normal that we want and it's like the work becomes its own economy and yes. that is what we're hoping gappers will cuz if we rush ahead we'll miss that
0: right that's right which is so important. And there's a, a great quote I learned from Richard Rohr. I use it from time to time. The way that we get there determines where we arrive. Yes. So so let me say that again. The way that we get there determines where we arrive. So if, if we gathered together the gappers and we're like, okay, you guys, 60 hours a week, let's get out there and let's fill those gaps and let's determine the future. And here we go. Um, then we're going to end up exactly where we started. Right. Yeah. And and so part of it is this question of like how do we how do we do this in a way that includes pause mm-hmm. that includes slowing down that includes meaningful relationships working collaboratively and allowing even the way that we hold this space right now to determine a new kind of future.
1: We've kind of defined the gap a little more now. Um, again, if you want to participate in this, you can go to neighboringmovement.org/gappers, or you can search the Gappers group on Facebook. And what's what would be something that someone could do right now, Matt, if they wanted to um, do if they wanted to start wrestling with what it's like to be a gapper?
0: Okay, so I think the first action step that we can take Um, and in some ways, I think a second action step, because I I think a great first step is to ask, you know, how do I see the gap? How do I want to move past the way things used to be? Um, What do I want to keep from what I've discovered in this time? I think also though, the part that hits pretty close to home for me is a question from uh, Peter block, who does Mm -hmm. a ton of community organizing So this question we've used from time to time. It's very powerful. What have I done to contribute to the very thing I complain about or want to change?
1: Yes. This is my favorite (laughs) question. It's so so harsh. (laughs) It's so harsh, but it's like it just gives you so much to chew on and like own for yourself as you wrestle with it. So we're going to post that question on the Gappers Facebook group. Mm-hmm. You can do that reflection on your own, obviously, um, and we just hope that you will consider if you feel like some of the things we're saying in this podcast resonate with where you're at right now, in the midst of this, that you would join us in the Gappers community one way or another. And um, you know, we'll be we'll be continuing to shape how that group um, connects and and then wrestles with kind of this this very strange moment that we're in. So. know one of the things before we go is just if you're if you're in a space where you're experiencing trauma which we all are in some way or another but if it if it's really overwhelming to you right now know that it's okay to not be in a space where you're ready to wrestle with some of these things and like it's okay to not be a gapper right now um and just to be say no i'm going to prioritize self-care and getting through this moment and and that's okay and so Uh, Just, you know, this, this is where we're at and we've, we've, it's resonated with many people and it's okay if you're not one of those and you can just, you know, anytime you see the gappers in the podcast feed, you can just skip right over that episode from now on.
0: Well, uh, I think that we've we've done all the damage that we can do for today. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and uh, special thanks to Christopher Swanson for his skillful editing work, and, and for
1: being the captain of the Gappers. We call him around the around the neighboring movement team. We call him Gap Cap, and so feel free to call him that as well.
0: Yes, thank you, Gap Cap. Okay, (laughs) all right. Until next time, happy neighboring. Happy neighboring.